other. That's a cold, hard fact. Talk Radio 102.3, WGOW-FM. Talk Radio 102.3. Welcome to the weekend, and welcome to The Barbecue Show with Steve Ray. The Barbecue Show is brought to you by the Alistair's Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ottawa, by the historic Midnight Oil Service Station in Ottawa, by Michelin Tires, because so much is rotting on your tires, and by all the great barbecue products and supplies at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop. I know you've got questions, and we've got answers, so pick up the phone, 423-267-1023, and let's talk some barbecue. All right, it's the weekend, and it's time to start smoking and grilling here on the Barbecue Show Live on Talk Radio 102.3 and live right now on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. It is a barbecue simulcast. Our number is 423-267-1023, 423-267-1023. If you have questions, I've got answers for your grilling food smoking this weekend. Our broadcast partner is Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook the number one destination for questions, answers, and even if you want to post some pictures and do a little bit of bragging, go to Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook. Our buddy Kurt is back at the radio student radio studio producing the show. Aaron Carver is by my side producing the Facebook side of things. And our esteemed friend Jeff Maxwell back at his house monitoring the Facebook chat. Before, before we get going... I want to remind everybody that you can follow us on um, Facebook at Owl's Nest Barbecue. You can follow us on Instagram and YouTube, Owl's Nest Barbecue. And you can also, this show is actually, we, we do a podcast every week of the show. So if you miss us, simply go to Spotify, go to the podcast section, and put in Owl's Nest Barbecue, and you can pull it up on podcast as well. Also, if you want to see the interviews that we do, we post them on our YouTube channel as well. We stay in touch, so we want you to be in touch with us. And you can get your calls in at 423-267-1023. I, um, I, want, I want to before – yes. Steve, real quick before you get in with your guests. I'm sorry, Kurt. A, I said real quick before you get in with your guests, we have a caller. Somebody, we have a caller. I believe this is the first time in uh, talk radio history. We have somebody calling you from Korea. So this is a Jay Lan calling you from Korea. You're on the uh, the barbecue show with Steve uh, Steve Ray. Hey Jay. What are you doing? Talking to Chris Bilbra, two of uh, my closest friends there in Ottawa. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Chris. You can go. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you right now to our to our listening audience. We've got Chris Bilbra. He is the owner. He and his wife Sarah own Speck Artisan Meat in Cambridge Square here in Ottawa. And Chris, can you believe Jay has joined us from South Korea? Yeah, his ears must be burning. He's been busy. I need him to get back here so we can put him to work. Jay, how are, I don't know how to, how to start an interview with somebody from Korea, so I'm going to start it. How are things in South Korea? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a unique place right now with uh, the change in the, the U.S. administration. Uh, working with the Korean government here is kind of interesting as they switch from, um, you know, the Trump to the Biden administration. So we're really having to kind of relook the way we approach business with our, our rock partners and and figure out the best way to get work done. But but we're here working hard. Well, Jay, we miss you. 
and we wish you were here. And I think you're uh, scheduled to return for good this summer, correct? counting down the days, about 109 days, uh, ready to get back there to uh, the fabulous town of Ultawal and, and fall back in my rhythm and go over there and help Chris Bilbra really kind of take spec to the next level as we uh, work to make sure that folks have great food there in Ultawal so we can bring it down there to Midnight Oil and help you guys cook it up. Well, I tell you, we're going we're gonna to talk about that tonight, Jay. Here on the show, what a great job they've been doing at Spec. Hey, listen, you stay safe, keep your head down, keep your morale up, and we'll see you this summer. And uh, I suspect we'll have to have a cookout in your honor. Um, Chris, I've got the grills. I'm sure you can find some meat we can throw on them, and we'll just have a throwdown when Jay gets off that big plane. How about that? That sounds good. I'm sure I can find something out back we can cook for him. <laughs> Okay, Jay, you're gonna have to do some work to get from the, from to the front meat from the outback meat. Go. Cool. Look forward to seeing you soon, guys. All right, Jay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Kurt, for bringing him to our attention. I appreciate it. That's our number. That's how you do it anywhere in the world. Four two three two six seven one zero two three. Before we get back to Chris, I want to tell you how the show works. Somebody asked me this week, how in the world does your show work? First off, we broadcast to Talk Radio 102.3, obviously, on your celestial radio, WGOW. We also simulcast this show to the Facebook page, mine, Owl's Nest Barbecue. That, that show is live with cameras and production. So you can go to, if you're not by your phone, you can go to Owl's Nest Barbecue, and you can interact with us in the chat. Jeff Maxwell moderates the chat room. You can ask questions there. We put those on the air. And, of course, you can call us through WGOW at 423-267-1023. That's how the show works. It's a lot of fun. We get a lot of listeners. We get a lot of viewers. But there's one thing that we always talk about, and that is barbecue and live fire cooking here live every Friday night at 7. Now we're going to get back to Chris Bilbra, my buddy from Ottawa. Udawa's Butcher. Now, first of all, Chris, what, what you know, <laughs> a couple weeks ago I had Tina Cannon on the show. And besides being a barbecue contest champion, she is quite an accomplished baker as well. And now I've got you, Udawa's Butcher. If I could find a candlestick maker, I'd hit the trifecta here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> What what led you down the path to butchery, for lack of a better word? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, so I've been a chef my whole career, and it was always fun for me to do all the butchering, like to get ready for uh, dinner service and stuff. So I was always the one that kind of gravitated towards that, and I was good at it. And so I you know, continued to do that throughout my career. Um, and we just saw that there was a need for uh, another butcher shop like this, and it was just something we wanted to do forever. And, um, yeah, so we just decided to do it. Well, you know, that's good. You know, you make it sound uh, like I answered an ad in the back of Grit Magazine and uh, all of a sudden I'm a butcher. Uh, you know, I know it's not that easy, but, you know, uh, are you, you're not even a year into this yet, are you, Chris? Are you Chris? No, sir. Um, our anniversary is May 21st, so we're at, what, nine months, something like that right now? Yeah, because, you know, Jeff and I were there. We did a live show from your store the night it opened. That's right. And I was... 
and I was and I was thinking that it was warm outside when we did it. You know, yep. you know, you know, Chris. I have been in Ottawa for years, years and years and years. And other than the Chick Fil A, okay, I'm going to qualify this. Other than Chick Fil A, <laughs> your store garnered the most attention and the most talk about in town that I have ever seen before you even opened. Now, how do you think the news got out? And 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 so far, nine months into this thing, how have you been received? So, um, good question. Um, it's, it's been a long road, it has. And um, I, I don't even really know how to answer that question, to be honest with you. Uh, business has just kind of fallen into our laps, and it's just been getting busy, busier and busier. Um, as far as word of mouth goes, it's just that, you know, we had a lot of friends that we reached out to, and, you know, we, we bounced it off them, and it kind of spread from there, and then Cambridge Square has a really good marketing team, too, and so they helped as well, and um, I think it just shows that there was a need for us here, and, and you know, it just kind of spread like wildfire, and it just keeps spreading, which is amazing. Well, you're, you're, you're right about the, the marketing at Cambridge Square, Barry, and, um, and, all, the, and all the guys, and gals there do a do a great job keeping them in uh, you know in front of the news and in front of and making everybody stay relative down there. But you know a business doesn't go unless the uh, owner is uh, there and and working behind the counter. So uh, it was just amazing that that well the night that you opened, um, I mean your ha- your place was packed. I mean it, I mean it, it was it was packed with people. You barely had. You barely had time to, um, you, know, to you know, do an interview with us, and um, right. so, so you know, we fast forward to not, you know, I mean, we fast forward to nine months. I mean, you know, most, right. you know, most most businesses are still, you know, everything's still shiny in the store after nine months. But what have what have you added? I mean, you opened up with a, I know you opened up with a meat, with the meat uh, counter, and uh, what are the kind of the things that so far in this. Um, career that you've picked that that, have you, that what you have you added yeah so we obviously opened with just a meat market to begin where you could come in as a whole animal butcher shop and you know get your certain cut of meat whether you know pork chicken fish whatever um and we did that for a few months and then about three months ago we finally opened up the deli side for mm-hmm. lunch mm-hmm. um and so we do lunch now wednesday through saturday 11 30 to 2 30 um and it's a pretty chef driven menu but the cool thing about our menu is like 90 percent of the stuff that's on the menu is all local um down to the bread, down to the cheese, everything, and so it's it's pretty amazing. So where, like, um, and you say all the stuff is local. How do you get before we get to the 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 big the big meats and that kind of stuff? Um, where are you sourcing your, the bread and the and the meats and the cold cuts for the uh, deli side? Yeah, yeah. So all the cold cuts that we have are made here in house. Obviously, well, I mean, not obviously. Everything that. If you ever come into my store, if there's anything that has been made that's in my case, like bacon, sausage, or whatever, it's all been made here in-house by recipes. So that's the cool thing about that. Um, what was the other question? I'm sorry. Well, the, the breads, because um, I've, had a, I've had a couple yeah. sandwiches from your place. People brought them in. Uh, you know, I say, they said, we're going to go down to Specs. I said, well, grab me a sandwich to go. And, uh, you know, the, and the bread is just incredible. Yeah, so the bread we uh, acquire from Bluffview Bakery downtown. Um, and then, like, all of our vegetables and stuff come from a farm called Melon Patch Farm down in Chickamauga. Uh, we pull cheeses from Sequatchie Cove Creamery. So, you know, we've got a bunch of amazing local businesses here that um, we'd love to try to use all of them. So that's what we do. Well, that's fascinating. You keep everything local. Is it is it hard sourcing from local um, 
people, Chris? Is some it... Yeah, some things yes, some things no. Um, it's hard to... Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Some things are hard to find and some things aren't. Um, and so then I do have to subsidize and go through my food purveyors as a chef to get those kind of things in the case as well. Yeah. So when... Um, yeah. So let's get to the, let's get to the uh, the big meat. So far, nine months in, okay. what what everybody wants to know what what's the number one seller at the uh, spec artisan meats? Um, be, uh, it's kind of toss up between a ribeye and a fillet, but those are probably our biggest sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, just because everybody like everybody knows a fillet and everybody knows a ribeye, that's usually one of those two is somebody's favorite. So we sell a lot of those. Um, but as you know, we've got a lot of competition barbecue teams in this area, and so I sell tons of butts and tons of briskets and tons of roasts um, too for those kinds of people. So where, um, you know, finding a brisket locally has got to be a challenge, is it? Right. So we go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I want to hear the answer. Uh, yeah, yeah, no worries. So what we do is we actually bring in a whole cow every week or every two weeks from a local farm. Um, and so we only have two briskets off that cow, right? Right. There's only two of everything. And so that's when I bring in cases of like certified Angus briskets or prime briskets that I keep that people can purchase once the local is gone. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, that, well that's, that's, that's a good idea. So what um, mm-hmm. you were, um, I, you know, I, I was watching some uh, pictures on your social media postings. And one of the pictures yeah. had one of your uh, employees in the back. And, and it was the caption was uh, pulling a filet. Now, do you yeah. do you actually bring the animals into the back of the shop and butcher them there? Yeah, so we don't slaughter them here, no. They have to come to me with a USDA stamp that they were processed in a USDA facility. Right. And so they are delivered, they're delivered to me in either six or eight pieces, and we take it down from there. Oh, okay. So there's no, there, so there's no hanging, hanging animals at the, at spec. Here's a. No, 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 no hanging animals. Yeah. I'm not not. There's anything wrong with that, but it was just, um, you know, you watch, you know, you you know, you watch television and uh, you watch all the butcher shows on History Channel and Modern Marvels, and and I and I always watch and I always ask, I wonder if that's going on down there at Spec. We ought to go down there and, and check Chris out, see if he's, you know, hacking on a cow or a steer down there. <laughs> yeah, we do break them down, but those those bigger places usually have rail systems where they can hang the meat and you know move it all around the whole entire building on a rail, and we're just not that big. Not yet. Steve, yes, sir, Kurt. Let's hit our first break, and also when we get back, we have got Jeff. Jeff, if you'll keep holding on, Jeff from Saudi Daisy has a question for you. Guys. Sounds good. You're listening. You're listening to the Barbecue Show live with Chris Bilber, our special guest, owner of Spec Artisan Meats, right here in Ottawa. And Jeff from Saudi Daisy, you're going to be up next on the phone right here on the Barbecue Show Live with Steve Ray. Stay with us. Good job, Chris. Chris, you're doing good. Thank you. Doing real good. Want to thank everybody watching us on Facebook. Jay Land says, ask Chris to talk about some of the house-made sausage. Don't talk about it yet. We'll wait till we get back on the radio, and we'll talk about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Land also, <laughs> Jay is Jay is from, he's working the social media hard from South Korea. Um, isn't the internet wonderful? Uh, Jay Land says, I'd ask folks that love barbecue to help us in Seoul. 
Save Linus Barbecue is the hashtag. Save Linus Barbecue. Please go to GoFundMe, uh, Save Linus Barbecue, and read about a neighbor of his from Alabama that moved to Seoul, his family's from there, and opened the Linus Bama-style barbecue in freaking Seoul, South Korea. Alabama barbecue in Seoul, South Korea. You heard it first right here on the Barbecue Show Live. Go to the Fund Me page. Say what, Chris? Oh, that is that's awesome. When my when my new Owls Nest shirts come in, I'll have to send one to Jay and give it to Linus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know Jay Jay says he hangs out there, and um, you know Jay Jay's quite an accomplished cook on his on his own. He is. He's he's really good. He says thanks for the Linus shout out. That's no problem, Jay. Glad to do it. Of course, now Jay is a contractor in South Korea, but before that, I believe he's a. Uh, uh, I think he's a 30-year man, isn't he, Chris, in the service, Army? Yeah, I think so. I think he was a colonel, lieutenant colonel maybe. He jumped out of airplanes. Yeah, he jumped out of perfectly good airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had him on the show uh, a couple years ago. He came up and actually, actually to the studio. It was live in the studio with Frank and I when Frank was on the show with me. I bet he's worse. 30 hours a week with me when he's in town. Oh, good. I tell you, he's a, I mean, his personality is made for retail. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, it you, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta, um, you gotta stay with it in retail. And, uh, Jay is, uh, I think it fits him to a T. We'll be heading back to the radio show in just, in just a few seconds. We're on commercial break. <laughs> Jay says they'll promote anybody. If I was in the Army for 30 years, I'd probably be Corporal Steve Ray. <laughs> go up there real close. Go up there close to the DMZ and watch those guys. All right, we're coming back here in just a second. Saturday night, 7 to 10, on Talk Radio 102.3, WGOW-FM. Talk Radio 102.3. This part of the show brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, the pellet smokers that are so easy to use, you can even do it. Available at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ultawa. Steve Ray, your KCBS barbecue professional. Let's go right to the telephones. We're going to travel across the bridge and over the water and up to the north, way north end of the county to Soddy Daisy. You're on the air, Jeff. Well, thank you. How you doing, man? man in South Korea. Let's wish him home safe. Boy, you got that right. Real quick, real quick question. Amateur barbecue, uh, trying to avoid mistakes, what is the best wood for beef? And can it be a little bit wet from the rain? Uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. And thank you guys very much. All right, Jeff. Thanks for calling from Saudi Daisy. Our number is 267-1023 if you want to get in line. Um, um, best wood? That's going to be, um, you know, a little preferable. I'm going to tell you what mine is. Mine is oak. I, I like the subtleness of oak. Um, it's not a it's not a hard uh, taste of wood. It it burns very evenly, um, 
and it, yes, you're yeah, the wood can be wet because once you get the fire going, Jeff, um, you know, it won't be it won't be wet very long with that when you you know yourself when you get a a good fire going in an offset smoker, man, that thing's that thing's probably 18, you know, it could be 17, 1800 degrees, I would imagine. And um and it will dry out that wood. Um Chris, have you ever I know you I know you've barbecued a lot. Have you ever had any trouble with uh uh, the wood being uh, wet or too wet? The only thing that I've run into with wet wood is if you add it after you've already had a, a fire going, and it's going to complete, it's going to start to steam your meat, so it's going to cook it faster if you're not careful. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The steam will come out. You'll get, yeah, you'll get a little bit of a smoke, maybe a little wanky smoke too. But uh, no, nah, just in if it's if it's rain, um, what I do is I've got two uh, stacks of oak out back of the gas station, Jeff, that I keep. Uh, for when I break out my stick burners, and um, if it, and we've 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 cooked in plenty of rain at the gas station, and uh, we just take the top layer off, Chris, and uh, voila, dry wood. Yep. It's just that simple. We're talking with um, Chris Bilber and his wife, Sarah, on Spec Artisan Meats in here in Ottawa up at Cambridge Square. Um, tell me about Cambridge Square, Chris. Um, a very unique setting in Ottawa. People that. Um, People like me are still, we still can't believe that we have it, number one. It, it is such a wonderful place. And when people uh, are new to our area, uh, when they're driving around looking for places to live, you won't know, you don't know how many times I've heard we decided to move to Ottawa when we saw Cambridge Square. And and I'm not kidding about that. How, um, how do the guys at Cambridge Square treat you? And um, it, do you think it's the best place right now for spec meat, or can you see expanding or moving? Yeah, so we're not moving. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, we love Cambridge Square. We have from the beginning. Um, this has been, shoot, three years in the making now, or two and a half years in the making, and it's been nothing but great, and so we love it here. Um, all the tenants in the square are amazing. We've got a bunch of amazing businesses in here, and um, – yeah, and I can't. It's amazing, and it's only going to continue to grow from what we hear. So, we're excited. Yeah. As far as plans for expansion, uh, that's that's coming soon, hopefully. Wow, already nine months into it, already planning. Um, quite a residential area behind um, yeah. Cambridge Square now. Um, I, I, you know, t- to me that is the you you can't get a better customer base than the people that live right behind the store. It kind of reminds me of the old uh, Mayberry setting. Um, I guess you're, I guess you're learning to, uh, uh, you're, you're getting to know your neighbors and uh, I'm sure you've got some regulars. Uh, yes, sir. We've got quite a few people that live behind us back here that come in uh, quite often. And then we've got several that come in once or twice a week to buy their groceries for the week too. Uh, so we've got quite a few, you know, pretty consistent followers that come in every week. It's a, it's an amazing thing. You know, Chris, you said that, um, when, the, when they bring you the, the meat in, it, it's all, uh, uh, inspected beef. Uh, the um, when when if somebody calls and says, um, you know, hey, I want to get some New York strips, Chris. Can they can they get a custom order um, from y'all? Can you you know help them out? You know, I, I need one like, you know, I need like a couple three quarter, and I need one or a two two inch and things like that. Yes. So that's what makes us a little bit different than most. Um, you can come in and you can pick something out of the case. Yes. Uh, we like to cut things big that look typical in the case because they look cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
we do have several other loins in the back that we can cut them as big or as small um, that you would like. So, yeah, the answer is we will do custom cuts on anything. It doesn't cost any more. We just do um, – if you're not happy with the way I cut something in the case, I'll cut you something else. So. Wow. Well, you can't beat that. Yeah. What – um. <clears throat> And, and Jeff, Jeff was a, Jeff Maxwell must be reading my mind back there in the chat room on the Facebook side of things. Um, any restaurants uh, buying their meat from you? Because we've got several uh, restaurants that are beef sellers there. And um, have, you, have you any rapport with the uh, different uh, restaurants there at the uh, square? Yeah, um, we've got a few in here um, that we sell some stuff to every once in a while. The government's really weird about us doing wholesale stuff, um, so we try to stay away from it as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do do some, yes. Now you say they're kind of weird. Tell tell me about that. That. Yeah. So if I do more than a certain percentage of sales in wholesale, I have to have a USDA inspector in my building at all times. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I don't want to do that. <laughs> so don't we're gonna try to stay away from the wholesale as much as possible. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. if 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 Marcus runs out of. Um, Hamburger meat, he can slide down there and get a couple, two, three pounds from you. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. You, you know, yeah, Mark. So like, I've, we've sold some sausage. We've sold some sausage, Del Primo. Um, I do know Marcus. Yes, we've sold some stuff, eighteen eighty-five. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a few people in here that we've sold some stuff to. Well, well, you know, um, Marcus over there at Wine Down has the best, uh, <laughs> the best cheeseburger in town. You know that. Uh, you need to come try mine. Uh, well, like <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. I, can, I, I, I see it. I see it right now, Chris, a cheeseburger throwdown right there on the square. I love it. Man, I love that kind of yeah, stuff. Right now. Oh, I, I love it, man. I love it. Um, I told somebody we were we were talking about cheeseburgers one time, and uh, and uh, somebody, you know, we were there mentioning all the places downtown, and I said, uh, I said, hey, I, I said, the best one is right over here at Windown. And uh, that, of course, that was before you opened. And uh, so now, so now, Chris, if Marcus, if you're listening, or if anybody working over at Wine Downs listening, you uh, you have just witnessed the throwdown from uh, Chris over uh, Spec Spec Artisan Meats for the uh, cheeseburger throwdown right there on the square. Um, Chris, I think before before you opened, we had um, we've had several because um, you 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 know you've you've opened in a year where nobody would open a business. You know what I mean? And um, right. the, the fact that you are uh, have been so successful in such a short amount of time is, is, is literally incredible with all the, all the challenges every small business has had. Um, yes, what, um, what do you think it would have been like had you opened under normal circumstances? You mean like worldwide normal circumstances? Yeah, well, like like no, like Ottawa normal circumstances, no COVID. Yeah, um, I think it would have been a lot better. Um, I think everybody is starting to make that switch now to trying to go back to supporting you know small business, local businesses, and not giving money to the big conglomerates anymore. So you know that kind of helps too. I, that's a that's a loaded question. I, I really don't know. Um, I do know that if we would have opened in November like we were supposed to, um, all this probably would have killed us. So it's kind of been a blessing in disguise. Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I the uh, support uh, that we get from the Utah community is 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 been incredible, and it's been incredible for thirty eight years. Uh, but there is a there is a huge huge movement right now to keep your dollars local, and um, I know I've been trying to do that 
and uh, people that have come into the gas station, you know, pricing tires, you know, big ticket items that sometimes people would would overlook a small mom and pop facility like I've got and go to the bigger box stores. They're, they're coming in there and they're giving us an opportunity to earn the business. And that's, you know, as a small business person, that's really all you can ask for is just give me an opportunity. And, uh, you know, I'll make it. 100%. Yeah, I'll and, make it. You know, I'm competing with Publix in Sioux City right here, too. And I don't have the buying power of them. And just, it's just showing that people are willing to support the small guys again, which is amazing. Well, yeah, too, but you've got you've got kind of such a niche because, um, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, buying meat is a uh, it's a very personal thing, and especially if you're having friends and guests over, you don't, uh, you know, I know, you know, I, I would want to buy something special. Do, do you get a lot of that people coming in saying, "Hey, Chris, I've got, you know, the in laws coming over. Uh, what do you suggest?" Yes, um, all the time. I have a couple regulars that are literally coming. They don't even know what they're coming in for. They just come in and say, Chris, what do you got? What's good? Oh, my. And, I'm, and with me being a ba- having the background as a chef, I can literally you know, you know, tell them recipes or you know, meal plan for them, really. Let's, um, <laughs> my, my favorite pictures, I don't, I, don't, I do not eat seafood, but I love, to yeah. look at, I love to look at pictures of fish. And you've got some big fish there. <laughs> Talk about the seafood selection. Yeah, so um, right now it's a little weird because it's in between seasons and stuff, but we always try to keep um, Faroe Island salmon, which is from um, the Faroe Islands over like by Norway and Finland. It's really good stuff. And then depending on seasonal, what other fish are available, we can go to. Like this week I have, um, I, or I have had halibut from Norway, and then we brought in red grouper from the Gulf. So it just depends. I try to, I try to see what, what's seasonal when we bring it in, depending on what's in season. Now, how, how, long does the, how long does it take for um – a fish to get from speck to get to speck from Norway? Uh, four days from when it's caught. It is, it is in Atlanta, and I get it the next day. That's, that's, that is incredible. Yep. That they can, that they can get a, a fish to you that fast from the sea of Norway. That That is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what they can do with airplanes nowadays. Well, yeah, yeah, well, they're, well, they're still fast. <laughs> well, they're faster because nobody's yeah. on them. <laughs> Um, on the, on the Facebook side of things on the show live, Al Salvage says he doesn't mind to spend a little more to take care of a local uh, business, and I, uh, I I applaud that. Al Al's a great customer of ours, and I know he he loves to go down to your store and um, gawk at the box, so to speak. And um, now let's talk a little bit before we take the next break. I'll tell you what, let's do this, Chris. Let's take a, a break real quick, Kurt. And then when we come back, let's do a little sausage talk. How about that, Chris? That sounds great. You're listening to the Barbecue Show Live with Steve Ray here on Talk Radio 102.3. And we'll be right back, so stay with us. Thank you, Kurt. You're feeling comfortable now, aren't you, Chris? Yeah, I'm a little more comfortable now. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. You're sounding, you're sounding great. You're sounding great. <laughs> Thank you. Hope we get a couple more callers. Uh, if you're listening on Facebook, uh, our number is 423-267-1023. 423-267-1023. 
1023. And in case all those watching on Facebook behind me on the big 72, that is a picture of Chris's. Um, Chris, what do you what do you call that thing at the shop where you put all the meat? Is there a special name? I call it the the box, but what is it? Just the the showcase? I don't, I don't know. The case. Yeah, yeah. The, the showcase, and that's a picture of Chris's showcase right behind me, where you can see. Uh, just looking from here, I think I see some ground beef. I see a a good looking pork butt with a nice fat cap on it. And and you know what, Chris, what you've done there, you have placed that pork butt fat side up, which is proper. Uh, done on purpose. That is proper. That is the way. That is the way pork butt should be cooked too. Is with the fat yep. side up, and um, yes, because I'm going to tell you there's something. There's a science to everything. How it looks in the case. There's a reason that everything is in there in the way it is. Yeah, but but the picture of the case looks really good, and um, thank you. You know as well as I do that um, right under that fat cap on the pork butt is a is about a sixteenth of an inch layer of meat that if you miss that, you've missed the best part of the pork butt. It's yeah, not it's like meat jello. Yes. It's not a lot of it. There's not a whole lot. Um, that's why if you go to a contest, you'll see people cooking five, six pork butts maybe for uh, one. So yeah, so they can accumulate enough of that to put it in the the box as they're pulled meat because it is oh, okay. it is the the best the best meat and I'm talking about of the entire pork butt. I'm talking about the money muscle, the loin part, uh, the horn, huh. the meat that comes right off of the uh, bone is really is really good, but it's not it's yeah. nothing. They call that the uh, the ice cream, the the um, the, the the pork belly like it's got a pork belly like taste. That's just uh, it's just incredible, just incredible. I love it. I always when I when I cook my pork butts, I always save that for me. Right. I save it for me. That's kind of like when I when I do a, a, like a rib roast, I keep the chain for me. It has those nice little good bits in the tail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's my that's my reward for cooking dinner for everybody. That's right. <laughs> Tim Cloud is has joined us on Facebook. Tim, good to see you. He says, "I wished I got to your guys' direction more often." Well, Tim, I can I can guarantee you that the the Midnight Oil Alzheimer's Barbecue Supply and Spec Artisan Meats we are worth the effort to come and see us. And and folks listening on 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 watching on Facebook, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Spec Artisan Meats has taken the community by storm. I mean, this is. Um, I mean, it's it it is a a success story that um, I'm I'm serious, Chris. You have very few rivals as far as your business yeah. success goes. I mean, you you open the doors doing things right. Thank you. When I opened up that gas, when I opened up my gas station in 1983, I stood there for weeks by myself. Really? Yeah, nobody came in. Of course, there was nobody out there, but. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly wasn't a Cambridge I will be back in just a second Talk Radio 102.3 WGOWFM Talk Radio 102.3 Welcome back 
The Barbecue Show live here on Talk Radio 102.3 and on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. This part of the show brought to you by Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right. We stock all of Malcolm's rubs and sauces and specialty rubs. We have his sausage additions. We have his pickles, sweet and garlic. If, if it is made by Malcolm, and I'm going to tell you real quick what we've also got now. We have got the How to Barbecue Right poultry brine that comes in the, in the shaker type of uh, canister where you can just measure it out. And you put some of that um, in, a, in a plastic bag. You throw your, your chicken parts or your whole chicken in there. Add a little bit of um, old chicken stock if you want to. You can add water, but you can add, add a little chicken stock to make it really good. And let that chicken sit in your refrigerator overnight. Go up to Specs, get your chicken. Come down to my place and get the brine. Put it in the plastic bag. Put some uh, broth in there, chicken broth, and let it sit overnight. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You will have the juiciest chicken that you have ever put in your mouth. You know, Chris, you know, chicken is one of those meats that so often, even when it's cooked perfectly, it has no taste. You know it? Yeah, uh, that's because you're buying store-bought, mass-produced chicken. Chicken is supposed to have flavor. When you buy chicken that is raised right and treated right, it actually has flavor. Okay. Add a little bit of brine to that. Then what do you think you got then? Super flavor. Oh, you're going to have a killer. Yeah. yeah, super flavor. And you're going to have a lot more moisture retained, uh, a lot more moisture inside of the, of the chickens that we use as well, um, just because they're not sitting in a salt solution like most grocery store chickens are. Now, we're, we're – um, where do, where does Spec get their? Where do y'all get your chickens at? We um, we we actually source them from a few different places. Um, we've had them from Mayfield Farms out of uh, Athens, Tennessee. Uh, we've carried Sequatico Farms um, chickens before. We use Springer Mountain. It just depends on who I pull from that week. Okay. Now, do y'all uh, mm-hmm. do do y'all process the chickens there, or do they come in already processed? Yeah, no, they come in. Um, obviously, they come in gutted and feathered. There's no heads or feet on them. They just come in whole, like priors. Yeah. We can break them down from there. Okay, yeah. good. I, I thought maybe y'all were doing chickens in the backyard, like my grandmother used to. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I have chickens on my farm. I'm not doing that here. <laughs> <laughs> enough with the enough with the chicken um, the chicken talk. Hey, let's talk a little bit of sausage. That's something that um, I am going to get into this spring. As one of my, you know, you know, you know, once you know, during the year, I'll pick a, a special protein that I kind of like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, set my sights on and try to master. And this year, for me, it's going to be sausage. And um, okay. according to Jay, um, I think you've already mastered the sausage. Let's talk about Specs Artisan Meat Sausage for a little bit. have quite a few really good sausages um yeah so all the sausages if anybody ever comes in and sees them in the case uh, they literally will change pretty much every day we do have a few staples that are always in the case but for the most part they change all the time um and the cool thing about it is they're made here in-house with our recipes and our seasonings so you can't get these sausages anywhere else in the world because they're made here and they're made with our, our recipes so that's that's another thing that's a little bit different by us and it's a little cool um so yeah, it just depends on what we have that week. We always try to have our breakfast sausage, which is which is a maple sage and bacon. Uh-huh. Um, so my name, my name spec translates into bacon in thirty something languages like that. So we always have, always have bacon in everything. 
And so our breakfast sausage is maple, sage, and bacon. It's really good. And then we always try to keep beer bratwurst in the fridge, too. And then those are really pretty much the only two that are always in there. And then there's probably 15 to 20 more that we rotate. So now is, is breakfast sausage, is that in the uh, – is that – gosh, Chris, I just – I don't know what to call it. You know, you know. I see pictures on in your social media of the sausage that are in those skins. Is yeah, no. So the breakfast the breakfast sausage comes bulk, so you can make okay patties or you can okay. make gravy with it, whatever. Yeah. Um, now we can case it for you too. The word you're looking for is casing. Um, we can case it in a natural hog casing too if you want. We just keep it in the bulk form. So so y'all have the machine in the back that. I guess you, how do you, Chris, I don't even know how to make sausage. Tell, tell me how to make sausage. Yeah, so you start with whatever protein you're using. And so um, at this point, we use pork butts for most of, all, almost all of our pork sausages. Uh-huh. And so you grind it, and then you add seasonings to it. Um, you taste it to make sure the seasonings are good, and then you let that sit overnight. And then you taste them again the next day to make sure your salt level and stuff's not too high. And if it isn't, then you stuff them. And then it just depends on if they're going to be raw sausages or if you add smoke to them after that fact to make them a smoke sausage. Now you you said you taste it. Are these? Do you cook the do you, do you smoke the pork butts first, or is are they or is it? No. Uh, it it's no, not. No, all the sausage we make start off raw. Okay. Um, and then they'll either go in the case raw, or we will add smoke to them um, to cook them about three quarters of the way. I know everybody listening is going, "Dang gum, Steve, you're stupid." I, and I, I am, <laughs> I I am stupid when it comes to to sausage because I know nothing about it. But I'm going to be an expert well, about. In about six months. I'm going, to be doing, I'm going to be doing sausage classes soon, so you just have to get in on one. Oh, you're kidding. No. Well, well, We're going to be doing butcher classes, cooking classes, sausage classes, all kinds of cool stuff coming. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, that's mm-hmm. what, a, what a natural pairing, you and me. Right. For, right? <laughs> to do something. To do a barbecue and a meat thing. I mean, that would that's a that's a no-brainer there, Chris. So um, yep. so you, you, you have a grinder, and then you put those little... Um, I've seen them do it on television, um, and it goes in those little casings, and um, mm-hmm. then you just yeah. So we take the meat that's the, after all the seasonings and stuff are in it, and we stuff it. We have a 11 pound stuffer, and so you stuff it in there, and it's just a hand crank, and you crank it, and it stuffs it into the sausage or into the casing, and then we link everything, and then depending on what kind of sausage it is, we process it further. Okay, now is that one of those jobs that when when somebody in the in the store screws up, they get to make the sausage, or is it? <laughs> Or, or is it a so is. is it an important <laughs> in job? Places, no, in some places they are. Um, so it's a little bit different here because we're 100% family run right now. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter, my 20 year old daughter, is my apprentice, and so she is the one that is responsible for doing sausages because I don't like making sausages. <laughs> okay, that's what she has to do almost every day is make sausages. Luckily, the, she loves to do it, and she loves to come up with new recipes too, so it works out. So so. Uh, so she doesn't roll her eyes like my, my like my twenty year old daughter does when I ask her to do something, uh, and stomp her feet. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. My friend, my friend, yeah, mine's good too, sort of. <laughs> I've, Pete Winkler has chimed in and says you don't you don't want to know how sausage is made. Now I don't think Pete, I don't think that um, Chris and them. You don't want to know how how uh, big factories make sausage. That, that, thank you, sausage. thank you. Um, Chris, let's talk about one of my, one of my favorite meats and, and don't laugh. Bologna. Okay. Okay. Do y'all have bologna? Yeah. So we have in the past, um, bologna is a pain to make. It takes, uh, I think last time we made it, it took eight days to make or seven days or something like that. To oh make. My. 
Um, oh my. And then the flavor, like, we've made it three times, and the, it's the exact same recipe, and the flavors come out three different ways. So we're still playing with it and still trying to master it. Um, you, you know, the thing about bologna, when you put it on a smoker and cook it right, mm-hmm. the, the taste changes so dramatically. It, it, you know, Chris, it's, it's almost hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is, especially when you're starting with, you know, you start with pork butt and grind it down um, or beef, whatever we're doing. And so when you start from a fresh product, too, it's even harder to control that flavor with the smoke. So I just, we're just trying to fine-tune it to where it comes out exactly the same every time so you know what you're getting when you come in. I can't. I can't wait to try the next. The next batch of bologna. You have to give me a, a buzz or text me and say, yeah, "Come uh, and get it." I'll make some next week for you. Sounds good. Hey, we're going to take our last break of the day. You're listening to the Barbecue Show Live with Steve Wright with my special guest Chris Bilbra, owner of Spec Artisan Meats, right here in Ultawa, about oh, I'd say about five miles from me as I sit right now in Cambridge Square, right next to 1885. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Stay with us. Spring is in the air, and let's hope that's all. Chris, how fun would that be to do a a, a school together, a little class? Yeah, 100%. I'm down. We can start off and do – I'm doing my first butcher class on Tuesday, um, and so – you're more than welcome to come watch, too, actually, to see kind of how I do it. And then maybe we could do something like that, you know, butcher, then barbecue. What time What time Tuesday is it? Five o'clock. Ooh, you know what? Tuesday at five works really good for me. Okay. Yeah, we're starting at five, so it'll, it'll, be, it'll be, yeah, we'll be here. Oh, I'll, I will be there. Okay. I will be there. That is so cool. I want to remind everybody. Uh, no, what I was just going to remind everybody that the uh, the barbecue show live, we were honored to be nominated for a uh, um, an award from the National Barbecue Association as uh, in the media division. And uh, thanks, Kurt. I got it. And um, we are then Thursday night live on the. Uh, NBBQA Facebook page, they will be announcing those uh, awards. So we will be watching and let you know next Friday if we are the recipient of one of those awards from the National Barbecue Association. We're thrilled to death to be nominated. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Now, Al Salvage and Jeff, you guys, um, make, make a date. Tuesday at 5, we'll all be down at uh, Spec Artisans Meet. And we will watch Chris do a butcher class. Should we bring our own? Can we bring our own knives? No. Why? <laughs> I got a I got a chain apron too, man. Can I get on with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can bring it. Come on. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait. That's per- and that's perfect time. I mean that that's the that's the most wonderful time of the week for me. When we go back on the air, we'll have about five, four minutes left, and then we're gonna first thing we we'll do is hit John. He's on the, uh, he's on the phone uh, on hold for us. Okay, Chris. Yeah. Can Jeff come too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, you can come. Al, Al can come. Al says sausage just doesn't taste like it once did from the stores. Yeah, come try mine. 
Oh. Okay, good. I like sauce. I like sausage, biscuits. I like to make little uh, breakfast burritos and throw some sausage in it. Yeah, so there's actually a new coffee shop over on Brainerd Road called Lola Beans, and um, they're selling our breakfast burritos, our um, sausage biscuits, and our chicken salad wraps now. You make that stuff at the store? Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. I need to get out more often. <laughs> I tell you how lazy I am. I've gotten during this COVID thing. We ran out of coffee cups, and I ordered them from Sam's. I didn't even drive to Sam's, Chris. <laughs> I ordered them. I ordered them for online from Sam's. Isn't that is that not horrible? Yeah, well, it makes it, it makes, like, I do the same thing here. Like when I want coffee and stuff, instead of going to the store, I just get on Amazon and have it shipped to the store. Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. That's horrible. I mean, and, you, and that's worse. You're worse than me. You can't even walk over to Bilo. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> or Food City, rather. Yeah. That's terrible. Tennessee Housing Development Agency. American military aircraft struck targets in eastern Syria. The Defense Department says the attack targeted Iranian-backed militias. When big things happen. WGOW. Radio 102.3. Welcome back to the Barbecue Show Live. Special guest Chris Bilbra from Spec Artisan Meats right here in Ottawa. Let's go to the phones. We have two lines open. John, you are on live with Chris and Steve. What's up? Well, I, I just wanted to say that my grandparents had a farm up in Brown Bradley County when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, this was back in the late mid, the late 60s, early 70s, and well, anyway, to make a long story short, he would always tell us, the whole family, not to buy anything from the grocery store, because you don't know what they put in it, and my, and my grandfather would make the sausage, he would make the bacon, and he would make uh, hot dogs. Okay. It was, it was just one of the wonderful things. That sausage was just fabulous. Yeah, oh. so those three things you said are three of my biggest sellers. Okay, well, yep. hopefully, they're, they're, <laughs> hopefully they're coming local. Thanks, John. They are. Thank okay. you, guys. Thank you so much. How much we got, Kurt? One minute? No, you've got a little over three minutes. Oh, fantastic. Special guest Chris Bilbra with us from Spec Artisan Meats right here in Ottawa. Chris, um, what are the hours of Spec? Uh, and what's, what are some things, some specials that you've got going this week? Yeah, so um, we are open every day except Monday. Um, everybody's pretty much closed out here in Cambridge, and, uh, and so we just decided to close on Monday as well. So we're here 11 to 7 every day. Um, and then Sunday, we are here from 12 to 4. Um, and like I stated earlier, we do lunch now Wednesday through Saturday from 1130 to 2.30. Um, as far as specials, I've, I've got a few things going on right now in my cases. Um, I've got prime New York strips and prime ribeyes on sale for $22 a pound. Um, and I've got prime porterhouses on sale for $27 a pound. Ooh. And then I'll be running some more stuff tomorrow as far as uh, specials and stuff as well. Prime, por- prime porterhouse. Uh, can yep. you get can you get that cut different different um, 
thicknesses. Yep, I've got a bone saw. I can cut them as big as big or small as you'd like. Um, steak Florentine ring a bell, Chris? Yeah, it does. Oh, my gosh. Spinach and cream sauce. Yep, sounds really good. You know, that's it's when, if you're wondering what that is, you take a porterhouse and you uh, cook it up to about 120 degrees, and it's got to be about an inch and a half, two inches thick, and then you stand it up on its end, and you heat the bone, and you let the... Um, the bone actually finish the porterhouse from the inside going out instead of the outside going in. And, I haven't heard that in years. Oh, my gosh. I did one. I did one. I did a video of it. It's on the YouTube channel. If anybody wants to go watch Owl's Nest Barbecue on the YouTube channel, uh, look for the Steak Florentine video. It is incredible. It is an incredible way to prepare steak and um, – I'm not kidding. A porterhouse has never never tasted that good. Is uh, to do it uh, Florentine style. It, it is an amazing way to cook a steak. It's fun too. Got, a, got about a minute and a half, Steve. It's fun. Thanks, Kurt. We appreciate it. Chris Bilbra with Spec Artisan Meats in Cambridge Square. Uh, tell us about the uh, Butcher Class Tuesday, Chris. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to give a whole bunch of information out because I'm not. It's not open to the public. So please don't have okay. people show up to my store because I will not let you in. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest. Um, so, yeah, we were going to be doing more of these coming up. This is just something that I'm doing, a, a little small instant class for somebody that I know. Um, but we are going to try to do them coming up at least once a month um, to where it will be maybe four or five people, me, um, a half of a pig. We're going to break the whole thing down. We're going to make sausage. We're going to cook some, and then I'm going to send you guys home with some pork. So um, keep a lookout for that. You can go to our website at specmeats.com sign up for our newsletter um and that's where you get all that information for that we drop them every week so yeah that is spec meats without the c s-p-e-k which means yeah, it translates into it translate that translates into, into bacon. bacon in german correct uh, in german has a c the spelling we picked is a south african spelling but yes it's the same thing well that's the one th that's the same one i would have picked too chris thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you being a guest here on the Barbecue Show Live. Next week, we've got open mic again. I heard from so many people that they enjoyed it. We're going to do it again next Friday night. And our special guest will be none other than the cookout coach himself, Steve Dotson, a YouTube sensation and a great guy from West Virginia. If you've got questions, he'll have your answers. We'll see you right back here next Friday night at 7 on the Barbecue Show Live. Until then, good night and good luck. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. That was a great, you did a great job, and I uh, appreciate the invite Tuesday. I will be there. I will not let you down, okay? And I will stay out of the way, okay? Yeah, no worries, buddy. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. I promise. Okay, thanks so much, Chris. You recommended the Johnson. You bet. And everybody on Facebook, thank you so much for watching. And thank you so much for listening. Perry Collins has chimed in. Perry got a set of uh, Michelin LTX MS today. Um, Aaron, and um, we put him on his truck. And Perry, the um, the credit card company is working again. You know, it's funny out in Ottawa and and all over actually. Uh, a lot of us in the automotive business, and which is what I do in, in my real job. And of course, the the barbecue store is my real job too. But uh, the the gas station is my longest running real job. What would you say, Aaron? Do I still work at the gas station, don't I? Shake yeah. your head up and down. Thank you, Aaron, very much. And um, and um, 
the uh, credit card network went out today. And um, it was out for a long, long time. And that's really, it doesn't happen very, very often. But when it does, it's a pain in the neck. And um, but I just want Perry. Perry tried to pay for his tires, and we couldn't because the network is down. So uh, did the other camera go bad? Did it? Did it? Yep. So, so what we have hooked up didn't work. Well, uh, everybody watching on Facebook, if you were here earlier, you saw a great, a great picture of me. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't me; it was the camera. We got a, we got our new camera working, and um, it uh, didn't last throughout the show. But we thankfully we had the backup camera. Okay, we're gonna get out of here, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening, Jeff. Back at your house. Thank you so much, Chris Bilbro. Thank you for joining us, and uh, Perry. Thank you for joining us, Al. And all of those, Pete, for watching and playing along with us. We had a great time. We'll be back here next Friday night at 7. And like we always say in memory of the great Edward R. Murrow, good night and good luck.